0: Do you ever overthink your Bible study routine? Where should you start? Should you follow a book or study it on your own? What if you're doing it wrong? If you are an overthinker, you are not alone. In fact, I can be quite the overthinker too. Today, we are going to talk with Melissa Stewart, a Christian life coach, all about overthinking in our Bible study time. I am Eva Kabashik, and this is Bible Study Made Simple. Have you ever felt intimidated or confused by the Bible? Or maybe you've started studying the Bible before, but haven't found a way to incorporate it into your regular routine. The Bible Study Made Simple podcast is here to help you move from intimidated and confused to confident and joyful in your approach to Scripture, and to help you find a routine that sticks. The goal is not checking off a box perfectly, but instead our goal is an intimate connection with the God of the Bible, plus having tons of fun along the way. If you are looking for a simple way to regularly get in God's Word, grab a copy of the Simple Bible Study Journal on Amazon. This journal will walk you step by step through studying any passage of Scripture, all while keeping it simple. Today, we are starting our conversation with Melissa Stewart. She is a Christian life coach for overthinking women. She teaches women of faith how to live convinced and confident in the work that God has called them to do by taking massive action in small steps towards their sole goal. I can't wait for you to hear this conversation with Melissa. Welcome, Melissa, to the Bible Study Made Simple podcast.
1: I'm so glad you're here. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, thanks for having me. My name is Melissa Stewart, and I am a life coach for Christian women, overthinking Christian women specifically. And I'm also a podcast host. I'm a lover of the word, a student of the word. And I'm just grateful to have to be here and for you having me today. This is so fun. And you
0: live in... In Colorado, right? You I do. post the most gorgeous pictures of where you live online, and I'm so jealous every single time.
1: <laughs> well, you know, that's a whole we could have a whole nother conversation about that. But I'm a Texas gal and oh, i recently really moved to the mountains. Yes, we moved to the mountains about a year ago, a lifelong dream of my heart and God graciously just allowed that to unfold. And so, yes, I'm living my dream. I can see mountains right out my window every morning and I love it. Yeah. Very, very thankful to be here. That is
0: my dream. I think I need to like put that on my prayer list or something because I want a mountain view. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Don't we all? I know. (laughs) So good. Well, tell us about your Bible study routine and what your kind of regular rhythm looks like.
1: Sure. I'd love to. I am one of those people that starts my day off in the word. It has been, um, a habit that I really had to practice for many years. I've been doing this, but it did not, it was not always that way, but right now in my life, the way that my Bible study time looks is I wake up in the morning. I literally go straight to the espresso pot. (laughs) your special machine. And I like put my pot in, I push brew and I get that going. And then I, I literally take my cup and I sit down on my sofa. Like that is my, it's just become part of my morning, like literally my morning rhythm. And so I sit down, no one in my family is usually awake yet. And so that's how, that's what works for me. I have older children and I find that the morning time for me is the quietest time around my house. My kid's especially now that it's summer, they are teenagers and they're sleeping till wee hours of the afternoon sometime. <laughs> so for me, it works in the morning. So I sit down with my cup of coffee and my, in my journal, and I am going through Sermon on the Mount by Jen Ooh. Wilkin. Oh, I bet that one's good. It's amazing. And this is probably my third time through this day. No way. Yes. But I'm telling you what that That portion of scripture in Matthew is one of those portions that every time you go through it, just another nugget of conviction just comes out at me and helps me to really just look at my life and examine my life and the way that I'm, I'm living and I'm communing with others and all of those good things. So I'm about to start, that's going to be my summer study. And I do a study through the summer. Most of the time that I have done before. Okay. And the reason I do that in the summer for me is because my family is home and you know, summer plans and there's travel. And I want to be able to study something that's familiar to me, but I'm still able to take the time to kind of re-reevaluate it, but not feel like it's something brand new that if I miss a day, I'm gonna like, you know, miss a whole you know, portion of that study. And so for me, it works during the summer to do something I'm familiar with. And there seems to be less pressure that way for me. Oh, that's a really great tip. Yeah. It takes a little bit. Yeah. It takes a little bit of the pressure off in the summer to feel like I have to get my study in today or I'm really behind. So I've already done the study you know, it's like rereading a book or re-watching a movie. Like you're like, oh, I kind of already, this feels really familiar and and it feels uh, it feels, I don't want to say easier, but it, it digest it a little bit differently than if you're studying something brand new.
0: That's really interesting. That's super helpful. Um, have you read Jen Wilkins 10 Words to Live By by any yes, chance? Yes, I have. That book is about the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. but it references the Sermon on the Mount more than like, it's just a fantastic read.
1: Yes. Yes. I would say most books by Jen Wilkin are a fantastic (laughs) read. (laughs) I haven't read a bad
0: one yet. So I would have to agree with that.
1: Yes. She's like my Bible teacher, like hero modern day, right? She just breaks it down in really practical terms and in a way that that makes you just want more. I, I, I know that's. I don't mean to take away from the power of the word, but the way that she teaches and writes about it, it it's, it's
0: really encouraging. I don't think that takes away from the power of the word at all, because she points you back to the word. She's not, you know, like there's nothing about her teaching that is like, look at my teaching. It mm. is all straight about God's word. And so, um, I think that's fantastic. In your bio you had said when you were introducing yourself that you are um a life coach for overthinking women and I just want to go ahead and right off the bat say that I am an overthinking woman <laughs> and that is something that I struggle with in my daily life. And so I would love to know just kind of what advice do you have for somebody that is an overthinking person that maybe um doesn't know how to navigate their relationship with God's word and all of this overthinking that's going on in their brain.
1: Yes. So good. Well, let me just say that you're not alone. (laughs) I think most of us are overthinking minds in some way. And most of the women that I work with and coach and am, am doing life with, including myself, we tend to just get stuck in this overthinking mindset. And in particular, uh, I will even say Christian women, because we, we want to do it right. You know, I mean, we, we really do. And our intention is to, is to, you know, let our lives be a sacrifice and, and to be the best mom and the best wife and the best Christian servant and the, you know, all of these things. And we want to do them with the best of our heart And sometimes that translates to overwhelm or overthinking. And it it just does. We're human and we've got a lot of things going on. And so one of the things I always tell the women that I coach right off the bat is think of the things you overthink of as the things you care about the most.
0: Mm,
1: And that's why we overthink about them because we do, we care so deeply about so many things, whether that's our children or our family or the scripture, we, we care so deeply about it and we want to do it with all of our heart, our soul, our mind and our strength. And so, but we kind of get stuck sometimes and we ruminate on we'll just talk about Bible study. We ruminate on what's the best study. How many, how many minutes or hours per day should I spend on this thing? How many notes should I be taking? What questions should I be asking? Right. And so we can go on and on. It's like you're hanging out in
0: my Instagram DMs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have so many of those questions on the daily. I'm sure you do. And you do an amazing job, by the way, of really breaking it down into practical digestible steps, because I think that's so important, especially when we approach, right. The words of God. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Which absolutely. Yeah. Which could also be another reason we tend to overthink because we are processing the very words of God and we want so deeply to make sure that we interpret them correctly, you know, that we are implementing them correctly. We're, you know, all those things are important. So we do tend to overthink it. And so I always say right off the top, you know, just know that you're, you're overthinking it because you really care so deeply. So, so it's not a bad thing, right? We don't have to look at that part of ourselves as something that we need to fix or that we need to, you know, push away and hide, but we can look at it as a way to kind of actually use it as a way to lean in deeper. And so, you know, talking about overthinking Bible study time or scripture time, I, I truly believe, and and this is why I love your podcast and your, your, The way that you teach so deeply, I truly believe that God will take our small, our small gift of an offering of time, and He will multiply it abundantly. Right, and just being able to say, "Okay, I'm I'm here. I'm in the overthinking mindset right now. You know, I've been thinking about this for two weeks, and I haven't done anything. I've just been thinking. I want to do a study this summer." you know, which one should I do? How much time should I allot to it? So all those questions, right? Just one simple way to kind of, to kind of pull ourselves into a place where we make a decision is just to start. Yeah. Right. And just like, for instance, this little devotional that I'm reading right now, it is, you know, I mean, I wish I could show it to you, but it's like one little paragraph per day and just starting in scripture and just pulling. And I always like to say, and and you may have a different, a different approach, but I always say, go to the Psalms of the Proverbs.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, just open up. And I love this about Proverbs. There's 31 chapters in Proverbs. And so just even if you wanted to read one a day and that might even seem like too much, but even if you wanted to read like, you know, three or four, three or four verses out of Proverbs chapter one, your first day, right you're going to gain so much from just those few scriptures. You don't have to, to go and read this, you know, whole chapter a day. You can take a few verses and just go, okay, this, this week, I'm going to go through chapter one. Mm, Yeah. And so just starting small is really like the battle. That's it. Just getting in the word and getting one or two scriptures in your mind will be huge for someone that overthinks things. Oh, that's so
0: helpful. And I think personally, I'm kind of an all-in, I'm not kind of an all-in, I am an all-in type of person. So like, if I'm going to do something, I commit hardcore and I spend like so much time researching it. And I, Mm -hmm. um, have all of these different, like, resources and things. And I buy all, if there's equipment involved, you best believe I've got it Amazon two day shipping to my house. Like, um, but I think that just the, the encouragement to not let overthinking take over, but to just start, even if you're don't think you're ready, or even Mm -hmm. if you maybe haven't researched everything yet, like just get into a daily rhythm where you're engaging with God's word. That is just so powerful. So how have you seen this daily rhythm affecting people's lives? Because I think so often we say, Oh, I'm going to read in the morning and we read for 15 minutes. And then maybe we go about our day and we kind of forgot what we read or, you know, we don't see it actually having an effect on the rest of our life, but I think it really
1: does. So can you talk a little bit about how it really affects our lives? Yes, I love that. Absolutely. One of the things that I have done for many years and I I like to write scripture when while I'm reading, okay? So I will I will have my my Bible and I will I will also have my journal and I just I pick one scripture from that day or one verse to To write down, maybe it's maybe it turns out to be two verses, but it's one passage, and I I'm like this is going to be my journal my journal worthy passage for today, okay? But what I've also done there is I will write it on sticky notes, and I I, I'm a sticky note gal. I love
0: sticky notes. I love sticky
1: (laughs) notes, and I will put them on my fridge. I will put them on my on my visor in my car. I put them on the mirror in my bathroom, put them on my laptop. And what this does for me is it allows me to have the truth of God's word in front of me at all times today. And so I think this is important for us to be able to implement the passages or the the teaching of the word. When we have it fresh in front of us, right, it starts to play out. When I get a text that's you know, maybe something that I wasn't expecting and I'm wanting to respond a certain way, I can go, let me think for a moment, you know, how can I respond to this in a way that is going to bring glory to God or that's going to allow God's word to to speak through me, right? And so I'm always reminded about that by having scripture in front of me in a lot of different places. Um, Another thing that I think, having a rhythm of scripture or of scripture reading daily. Another thing that that does for us is it's like the foundation of our day. Okay. When we, it's like the same reason we go for the cup of coffee in the morning, right? Most of yes. us, because we're like coffee, then the things, you know, I need the coffee. Then I do all this stuff. And, and it's kind of funny because we, we kind of joke about that, but, but it's, it's like a real thing. Like if you don't drink your coffee, sometimes you're just like, man, my day, my morning's just been totally off. Absolutely. Oh, I didn't have my coffee. Right. Well, we can start to look at scripture the same way that when we, when we start our morning off feasting on the word of God, right. That is setting up the foundation for our entire day. And mm-hmm. what, what it does is it starts to show up without even really us doing anything because it's like what it's our diet right it's what we've ingested will' start eventually to kind of be what comes out of our mouth the way that we think will be will be affected by that the way that we respond to our children'll we'll be affected by what we've had for breakfast in the word yeah and, and so I think that it absolutely shows up in all parts of our life by every decision that we make, eventually we start to go, we slow down enough to go, what does God's word say in this situation? Right? How do I respond in a kind way? How would I, how would, how would I address or approach this situation in this way? And not only with others, but even with ourselves, right? Yeah. Even with the way that we with the way that we take care of ourselves even in the way that we, uh, the things that we desire and the goals that we set for ourselves, right. Start to really be, it's, it's like the word of God is really woven throughout our life.
0: Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. So over time, how has this like impacted your own life? Like, how have you seen, have you seen change in your own life? I'm assuming, oh, by, so. um, like implementing these daily and consistent habits?
1: Absolutely. The word of God is, it's a treasure, you know, for me. Um, I grew up in a single family home and I was my mom, my sister and I, and we were, my mom was a Christian woman and she took us to church and we were very much, you know, around, around church goers and, and, you know, Sunday school Bible lessons and all those things. But I didn't really have my own, you know, I didn't have my own relationship with God. I didn't really have a Bible study time. You know, I, I remember going to a Bible study as a young person. Um, but for me, the, the what the Bible has done for me and for it has changed my life is, is it has helped me to understand the the way that we relate to God as our heavenly father yeah, And growing up without a dad for me, I didn't have, a, I didn't have a, uh, I didn't have anything to compare that to. I just didn't have a dad at all. I mean, I've, I've never met my biological father to this day. Yeah. And so I I didn't understand the concept of my heavenly father. I remember people would pray and they would say, Oh, heavenly father. And I would think, I don't even know, like, that doesn't, that doesn't land with me. I don't yeah. understand father, you know, because I just didn't have one in my, in my physical life. And so as I got older, I really, when I started to really understand by reading the word of God and Bible teachers that came alongside of me and people that thank God were there to encourage me in the word. When I started to understand the impact and the, the overwhelming love of God for us as my father, I'm telling you, my life changed. It was like, I could not get enough of his word. Because if he was, if he loved me enough to call me his child and to bring me into his family, right, then I could absolutely trust, know that he, he is my father. And there was like this, there was like this total transformation that happened in my life when I started approaching the word of God that way. And so for me, it has been a source of comfort. It's been, it's been my rock. It's been my, my place that I go to when I am overthinking, right. I'm like, Lord, just give me, get me in your word. Like, like I need to get there because my mind is like, you know, and it's like, the Lord always speaks to me. It doesn't matter what scripture it is, right. His word speaks to us in any, any passage that we, that we read it's alive. And for me, that has really been the biggest transformation for me is just to know that he gave me this, like, it's like my father's letter to me, right? It's his words to me. Yes. And that's special. That is so special.
0: That's so good. Thank you for sharing that with us. That was so powerful. And I think that, um, I think we all have to come to a place of experiencing God's love in that way and experiencing who God is in that way. And so. Uh, thank you just for sharing that with us. Yes. So, if somebody wants to follow you and find more information about um, who you are, find you online, where can they do that?
1: Yeah, I hang out on Instagram a lot. Melissa Love Stewart is my handle there. My website is also melissalovestewart.com. So, can just find me on the internet as well. But yeah, Instagram is the place that I I hang out most of the time. I do have a Facebook page as well. It's Melissa Love Stewart. Uh, but yeah, those are those are my my places. So I'd love to I'd love to connect or or chat there. That's awesome. And you actually have a freebie
0: on your website of 50 thoughts that confident people think. Can you tell us a little bit about that
1: as well? Yes, yes, absolutely. A lot of the women that I coach, I would say most of the women that I coach come to me, they're overthinking women and they're feeling really stuck and overwhelmed. And they're not, they really aren't confident or clear in where they'd like to go in their life or in their business. And I work with Christian women that are business owners and those that are not. And so what I what I've created is a list of 50 thoughts that are that are affirmations really for the Christian woman that you can hang up on your, on like over your desk or, or even just take a few of them and write them down. And it's just like those confident starters in your heart where you're like, Oh yes, I am a child of God. Yes. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. You know, yes, I do transform my mind, you know, by renewing it. And so these are just truths and reminders that we all can, can use. And so I've created this little freebie. So yeah, you can go to the website and download it for free. It'll send it right to your, to your computer.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I've got all of those links in the show notes for you that are listening. And so thank you, Melissa. Thank you just so much for coming and sharing with us and
1: encouraging us to get in God's word. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for your work that you do and for, and for encouraging us all to just make it simple because it can be as well as powerful. So I appreciate you for that.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to episode 35 of the Bible study made simple podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you share it with a friend? It can be easy to fall into the trap of thinking that you are the only person who struggles with overthinking your Bible study, but that's just not true. In fact, we can all use some encouragement for our time with God. So send some encouragement to a friend today by sharing this podcast with them. I am so grateful for you and I am looking forward to chatting again on Bible study made simple.